Hey, this is Lexi. This is Ari. And you're listening to Hoteller. Hi, we'd like to extend our stay. And upgrade. Here we go. Here we go. We're recording. We are, we're doing, we're doing things. We're doing and we're things. doing things so fucking far apart. Oh my God, you guys. We are officially separated by the Atlantic Ocean. You know, it's really sad, but also not sad. I, I would take that back. I take it back. It was not sad. Ari, the whole time you were here, I think we recorded in person, maybe, well, we recorded in person more for season one. Yeah. But... Of all the total episodes we could have recorded together, I think we only did maybe less than half, um, but we spent so much time together, We so did, we, I think yeah. we just did a lot of quality time, you know? It was mostly quality time. For some reason, the podcast was always was mostly done virtually, but so that's okay, though, because we were practicing for this exact, for this, these, this exact time. I have returned to Italy, everyone, officially. Um, I got back last week. Sorry, I think I have something in my teeth. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, I got back. No one's last gonna week. see this. Uh, uh, no one's gonna see this visual because I just rubbed vitamin E oil all over myself, and I'm pretty sure you could see your reflection in my forehead. <laughs> hey, girls, pay for that highlight, that donut glow. Um, the gla- <laughs> what is? Oh, it's the it's the glaze, glaze. glaze donut. I'm a fucking idiot. Okay. But anyway, um, so I, I got back and it was a very warm welcome from all of my friends here. Um, I am so lucky to have so many lovely people to have come back to. I am obviously missing yes. everyone back home. Um, Thank you, Ari's Italian friends, for taking such oh. good care of her. And, you know, a lot of them listen to this podcast. Like, they were giving me, like, well, the second I touched down, they were, like, giving me feedback and critiques. Like, oh, one of my friends, uh, he was saying... You know, Ariana, you say bro too much. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Bite me, bro. Bite me, bro. I should say fra. Fra is the word for bro here in, in Italy. But anyway, so, um, and I, and yeah, everyone's really been enjoying it, which is lovely. Um, but yeah, I'm obviously missing people from, from back home, some more than others. Me. She misses me. <laughs> she misses uh, me. I do. I miss her very much. Um, but yeah, things are going good. Uh, get working on my Italian again. Can't complain. How are you doing, Lex? I'm doing well. Uh, the other day I spilled a liter of milk from head to toe mm. on myself at work. Um, this occurred at 8.30 in the morning and I worked until 3.30. So you can imagine how displeased I was with the situation. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't let you but go home that, or like go to Walmart no, co- to get of a new shirt? Of course not. Of course not. No, ma'am. Nope. Okay. No, they're like, oh, you're miserable? Even better. Sorry about that, but we have a customer over at cashier number two. Precisely. Well, well, yeah, you know, it's it's nice being back. It's freezing here in Italy, so I'm adjusting to that because in Florida it was like, you know, 85 degrees Fahrenheit, so... That's You're not fun. missing much. Today, right now, it's 64, and that was oh, the warmest I, it's been in, like, the past week. I did hear that you guys are experiencing little little cold fronts. That's exciting. 
my people that exist anywhere outside of florida are like you're really going to complain about 64 degrees like we're out in shorts and a tank top in that weather i know and shout I'm, out to all the chicagoans and i know my friends in golf are you know freezing their ass off they they probably hate their lives right now but probably they well that's just more of a slap in the face to understand that golf isn't a very sustainable sport now is it hmm. no and you know what would keep everyone warm climate change no well yes but i was actually gonna say some geothermal energy what a segue my darling yes it's gonna be my goal every episode is to find a beautiful find, transition find a, a topic an impromptu segue mm-hmm. yeah so that's a good mm-hmm. segue lex i was ranting a little bit today we're talking we about today we're talking about geothermal energy um lots to be said here lots to be said here oh Oh, for sure. Some some people might unknowingly or knowingly be aware of this energy source. Specifically, if you have seen Netflix's Down on Zac Efron. Oh, <coughs> I mean, Down to Earth. <laughs> Down on Zac Efron. That is a show you, that I'd like to watch. It, it is. It is a show. It is. Uh, and in, in that case, you've been introduced to the majesty that is Zac Efron. I mean, uh, ge- geothermal energy. God, my I wonder if she's got hours I, just I, I wonder if she's got a hard on for Zac Efron. Well, let me paint you a picture. Five eight, brown hair. Mm. Shit. Shit. Sorry. Wrong image again. Okay. I'm calming down. Um in on, all seriousness. On to the point. <laughs> down to Earth has an episode, um, I think it's called Iceland, but it it gives a really up close and personal look as to what geothermal geothermal energy plants physically look like um and it's huge that particular plant that's in iceland is fucking enormous it might honestly be the largest geothermal energy plant like in the world don't quote me i didn't look that up Mm. but seeing as like so much of iceland's energy actually comes from geothermal Mm. energy and heat um i would argue that that leads me to make that inference so all right. That's what we're talking about today, well, folks, that's... is uh, geothermal energy. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to talk about this because I feel... You're a rock queen. Well, I'm a, I'm a rock queen. I know that the true geologists are throwing up a little bit in their mouth, but I do like geology. I do like rocks. And this is a yeah. very... Um, it's such a grassroots way of collecting energy. Like, legit. Like, I don't know... I don't know why I find it so fascinating when it's like so simple when you think about it. Like, wow, the earth actually does this natural like fat ass energy production and we can just somehow harness it and collect it and use it. Wow, Mother Earth, you actually do something. You don't just instead exist of instead of us, for like, us to pillage. Instead of us having to like extract oil, which is trapped between, you know, thousand year old, million year old rock, like there are these formations that produce and generate energy that we can i mean we'll get into the types but i, well, fi- I yeah, find it quite fascinating i mean it's so f- it's the probable she's having Where's trouble forming words today i certainly am i i'm telling you i would blame it on the lack of caffeine but it's certainly not that because i've consumed coffee literally all day it's probably the lack of food but Eat. no geothermal <laughs> I, I'm getting there. It's my dinner time now. 
Oh. It's not yours. It's your bedtime. I mean, it's, six hours is gonna be. It's eleven. To deal with, it's eleven this. p.m. in Italy. Most Italians are just finishing up dinner at the moment. Let's be real. Yeah, that's true. But Europeans, go on, man. Go on, Wild go bunch. on, go on, go on, go on, go on. Well, the geothermal energy. What I meant by saying, oh, you know, Mother Nature, Mother Earth, whatever mother you want to call her, putting in work. I mean, geothermal energy is constantly being produced. It's the one energy source we don't have to, like, light on fire in order for it to (laughs) make a turbine spin and then collect the energy. So, like, the way that this system works is literally by capturing the heat produced by Earth's core. And uh, for those who are wondering how this bitch stays so hot (laughs) and no. It is not Pilates, because that's what Ari does. Good one. <laughs> but it is what you do. <laughs> it is what I do, and I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not to toot my own horn, but she's up there. She's fit. She's up there. She's fit. She looks okay. Not going to lie. I'm going to give a quick, like, 1,800 mile away description, taking it all the way back to my history of life. Wow. History of lice. Gross. History of life course at USF. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Um, The heat in the Earth's core is mainly generated by the decay of radioactive isotopes. Throwback to the nuclear energy episode. uh, Same, same, but very different. Talking about radiation, but not the same kind Mm. of way. Nope. Anywho. So as these isotopes decay, their nuclei change, which emits huge amounts of energy. And this process is constantly happening. Like it's, it started when Earth The Big exploded. Bang. <laughs> the Big Bang, yep. baby. That's when it started. And uh, it'll cease when this planet no longer exists. So probably Which, when we go inside of a black hole or get swallowed by the sun. Uh, I'm waiting for either. I don't think the sun swallows. The sun emits and the black it hole spits. swallows. <laughs> Um, moving right along. So this process is constantly happening right under our feet at this very moment. And the heat radiates outward, heating the rocks, water, gas, and a whole bunch of other shit in between, literally. Um, and then the heat from the core is like ridiculously hot, like Ariana Helvi hot. (laughs) So hot, in fact, that it can turn underground rock into magma. Magma. You know, the shit that like, magma. Liquid magma. bursts from the volcanoes and whatnot or you mean uh, the thing yeah. that dr evil says he's gonna turn everyone into like austin powers i haven't reference. seen that movie oh fuck you i'm sorry pause if any of our listeners haven't seen austin powers that is an absolute homework assignment like you can't understand right. any of my references if you've never seen austin powers like how so it sounds like <laughs> we need to get a watch party together for me and probably a couple listeners i might be alone in this one no i I know a lot of people are uncultured it's fine it's a cult classic is that is that right i would say it's safe to say it's a cult classic Mm, i love being right Mm. anywho when (laughs) when the hot magma makes it to the surface that's when we call it lava so when the volcanoes be erupting and whatnot Mm -hmm. that's the lava the magma is the stuff that's still under the ground i'm so proud of you for explaining this like because this is you know this is our this is the geology department right nice work i I couldn't i had to make sure i got that part right at least you're doing very well i knew that you would uh know right from wrong and be very quick to let me know if i'm being an idiot i would never call you an idiot i would call you hmm wrong wrong it's less mean spagliata yeah. spagliata means you're wrong in italian does Any- spacone mean anything in italian spacone yeah well 
pr- I don't think so. Don't okay. Think so. Well, my whole childhood was a lie. Moving right along, we won't even address that. <laughs> when Lexi realizes another childhood trauma live. Anyways, now that we've covered the source of the heat, we can definitely get into the geothermal energy of it all. So geothermal energy, power plant or not, exists naturally, like we've literally just talked mm-hmm. about. Most of us have heard or maybe even seen examples of geothermal energy. For instance, geysers, hot springs, steam vents, underwater hydrothermal vents, and maybe even mud pots. Not sure what that is, but Mm -hmm. Google said so. And we know how I feel about Google. (laughs) Personally, I have visited Blue Lagoon, which is a geothermal spa located in a lava field. How fucking cool. That is lit. In Iceland. I'd give it an 8.5 out of 10, so I would recommend it. I've also been to thermal springs here in Italy. I've been to Terme di Saturnia, which is like literally thermal hot springs, and they will stay at like something crazy. It's like they're, they, it um, erupts like 40 degrees Celsius water like in the middle of winter. Like it's, That's it's hot. Warm. It's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one in Iceland is actually in conjunction with their geothermal energy plant. Like they nice. work hand in hand. Nice. And I know, um, I know Italy does make like proper spas out of their, um, their terme. Mm-hmm. Like they, the, um, Borghese, I think that's what it's called. The Borghese spa, like near Rome is all like thermal hot springs. It's very cool. Very cool technology. Um, so yeah, what, the stuff you just listed, geysers, hot springs, steam vents, etc., are like kind of what I was referring to earlier. And I was like, it's just incredible that we have like, we, as in the, the, the people that share <laughs> this time and space on the planet have like, we have always had access to this enormous amounts of energy and, um, you know, fine. Like, I'm not saying we're only recently starting to like harness them for like human use, but, um, starting to use it on a more like grid wide, like larger scale, which I mean, if we have access to that and it's renewable, why not sort of thing? Ooh, well, we do have a couple reasons why Ooh, not. I just segued into the, to some why nots. But before we get into that, these sources of geothermal energy can be used a few different ways aside from being world wonders and cultural attractions. We will be thinking of these sources in two states, wet and dry. Mm. Shall I Two move? Two very sh- different ways to be. <laughs> Shall I move past the sexual innuendo? All right. Mm-hmm. Wet geothermal energy and those examples. <laughs> she couldn't resist. I couldn't. Wet geothermal energy are those examples given earlier. Their heat, steam, and generation of hot water can be transferred directly for heat in buildings, or the steam can be used to generate electricity. We've talked about steam generation for electricity before. This process reminds me of the cogeneration we discussed in the fossil fuel energy episode. You know, but if we made it renewable, Mm -hmm. and dry geothermal energy are those places where the heat doesn't come up to the surface, but can be accessed by drilling. Mm -hmm. And you know, have we have we mentioned yet that this is technically free fuel? We have not. We have not mentioned that. No. Yeah. Yeah, free free fuel, people. Free. We all like free. Free fuel. Because as we've alluded to, if not completely just outright said it, this shit is hot just to be hot. Like Ari. It's just hot all the time. It can't help it. Just can't, we don't have to do anything to get I it mean, to be hot. It you, just is. You can't help what you're born with, baby. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. So we don't... This is a this is a this an energy source that 
technically you don't necessarily have to pay f- to make it hot. Like it just be like that all the time. <laughs> We're just like, yo, can we can we capitalize on your hotness? That's what I said to Ari when I was like, can I be your co-host and just like capitalize? And you know on your what I said? Issues. I said, I mean, I guess I can't. <laughs> can't control the weather sort of situation she was like you know what you need a little hotness in your life so absolutely all right this is where i'm gonna have to tell her to shut the fuck up because lexi is obviously a 13 out of 10 and i know Anyways. my good friend will attest to that so and we're, i'm gonna have to beep that part out <laughs> yeah we don't need to piss anyone off anyways moving well, right anyways. along <laughs> this whole conversation he- is totally you just said mr heatmiser is totally making me think of mr heatmiser the song really i'm yes. mr heat miser i don't remember the, ne- the rest but yeah mr sun i'm sure i'm sure he's know. super pro geothermal uh if he's not i feel like that would just be like cutting off your nose to spite your face kind of vibes mm, interesting interesting way to put that but yeah geo geothermal energy is some cool fucking shit it, it, as far as like the shit we've covered it does have some some grim sides uh and part of that has to do with the way that we access it so geothermal energy utilizes the accessible thermal energy like we've talked about from the earth's interior Mm. but there are two different types the wet and the dry wet comes to the surface dry doesn't Mm -hmm. so when it doesn't come to the surface we have to get to it um in the heat it that is extracted from geothermal energy like reservoirs is usually accessed through wells or other drilling means. I can already like picture the disadvantages like popping up in my head because I mean there's always some associated with drilling aren't there yeah hard to avoid always always but you know the nice thing about it it's not an intermittent source like wind and solar because earth is always making this heat and it can be used anytime, any day. It's it's a great example of baseload power, mm-hmm. similar to coal, natural gas, and nuclear. Like, we've talked about all three of those before. And it can also be increased to meet peak demands. That's, so not only can it act as a baseload, but it can also act for peaking plants. Like, for example, if we are in a point of natural disaster where we need to access more or generate more energy or something like that. Or a heat wave comes yeah. across a specific state or part of the country and mm-hmm. you need more electricity to power the ac units that are running rampant to make sure people don't die of heat stroke in their houses yeah that's that, a great example that, that, okay that's another one um so one question i have is would mm-hmm. is geothermal technically then accessible anywhere or are there hot spots around the world there are absolutely hot spots um and the location determines the energy that's available so the ones that are near the hotspots are going to be the easiest ones, mm-hmm. obviously, to generate the electricity from because the shit is right there. And I imagine hotspots are literally areas of like tectonic movement where there's like volcanoes, yeah. geysers, yep. et cetera. Yep. Facts. You you got it down pat. It might be your geology background giving you a that could That could have been me asking questions I already knew the answer to for the podcast's <laughs> sake. She was said, let me lead you and make sure that we give the people oh, all of the really needed it information. Was, it was a test. It was a test. But the cool thing about this, um, and this is not necessarily the most useful everywhere, but the heat from the core... It be coming up to like pretty shallow depths mm-hmm. across the globe. 
Um, so like the closer you are to the core or the closer you have access to the material coming up from the core, that makes you near a hotspot. But technically, your rise over run can get you significantly closer to mm-hmm. geothermal energy, even if you're not necessarily close to a hotspot. I don't care to really get into that with you all right now because in addition to not being good at math, I just <laughs> She has a don't friend called Google. <laughs> Consult. I have a friend called Google who can explain this a lot better than I Consult can. the friend called Google. We are here to deliver some of like for geothermal at least or this energy series we're just delivering some basic facts, get you educated about the basics if you have specific questions. You can write to us and we'll answer them. Points. Yeah, give you some talking points for the next time you're yeah. toe-to-toe with someone that has like, a hard-on for fossil fuels. Precise. Thank you. You said that so Or eloquently. tells you that uh, renewable energy cannot be a sustainable or feasible switch to power our lives. Because they're full of shit. If, well, I'm not going to say that. They are misled if they believe that. Misled slash full of something disgusting brushes hair off shoulders moving right along and you know as we're talking about these hot spots and the availability of this energy only about one percent of the global power actually comes from geothermal energy and that is mainly due to accessibility Mm. um iceland gets more than 25 percent of their power from geothermal energy and they are like they're killing it in the geothermal yeah, energy so realm. We're talking about Iceland a lot, but I know that the United States is actually I think in the whole world globally they're the top producer of geothermal energy. Even though Iceland as a country utilizes it the most, I believe. I'm mm-hmm. I, I do think the US so yeah, I mean the US is not is no stranger to geothermal. And we have no, a lot of we have a lot of hot spots in, in the US that we have access to it. We do. We don't utilize it as much as we could or probably should. Um, And I think, you know, as we've discussed in other episodes, fossil fuels are our big three. And then after that is our nuclear power. And then after that is like the conglomerate of Mm -hmm. renewables. And geothermal does fall into that. It actually makes up a pretty small piece of the pie. Okay. Um, But we generate a lot of electricity in the United States. Like an exorbitant. If the United States is going to do something, they're going to do it big. Even if that's not necessarily a good thing, <laughs> I can think of a few things that, that they do. Big production is bad, but uh, yeah, <sighs> we we do generate a lot. And tapping the depth to reach the heat needed isn't always possible, or um, always the smartest idea. Exactly, mm. like we've said before, some some sources of energy just make more sense for specific regions yeah so we're not saying that this is something that everybody should be like digging a hole in their backyard to try and tap into geothermal energy like let's use our resources remember what i said yeah what what was the episode i think it was hydropower where i said like if i mean each each region has access to like different resources and you should capitalize Mm -hmm. on the ones you have access to it's just another example of that my dear it's another example of it is yeah and, you know, so people mean. are making innovations to be able to tap into geothermal energy, like, in places that it's not super easy to do. But the sustainability of the plant is heavily, heavily dependent on proper water conservation practices, more so than I ever realized. 
uh, innovations are being made to tap into this bitch, but sustainability of the plant is like heavily dependent on proper water conservation practices, which mm. Ari, did you know this? I had no idea. I, mm, to an extent. Well, I mean, well, hold on. Let me, it's like an, it was more of an assumption than like a knowledge. I assumed water conservation was part of it with the am i right with the with the well installation and the drilling or is that not not what it's for um i i don't know how i don't know how to answer your question because it's like the way that they use the plants is they pull water up from the ground and then they return it to the subsurface but like the way that they the rate at which they have to put it back in um, it needs to be faster than the withdrawal because like the way that they need to balance it to make it up, the water basically like can't be displaced mm. long at yeah, all. I, it's constantly circulating. Oh, well, you want, you want to know why that is? I actually, this all just came flooding back to me. No pun intended. Um, me. <laughs> um, no, actually, because if, when you're, when you suck water out of the, the water table, um, mm-hmm. you, you do need to be putting it back pretty much at the same rate that you withdraw, because if you take it out, then you can ca- cause a concave in the, um, you know, the, I guess that upper layer of, of the earth's crust. Right. And that's actually one of the big disadvantages, or at least a concern that people mm-hmm. have with geothermal energy is that it, it might become unsustainable and also potentially a danger to people's health and well-being. And when you bring the the water faster than it, it can be replenished, various geothermal power plants, such as like the ones um, at in like Northern California, mm-hmm. they've over extracted the water and heat at their sites. And this has resulted actually in a huge decline in their power production. But as they're like re-injecting the water into the site, it might help the problem. But note that like a lot of U.S. uh, government websites, whenever they're talking about repumping the water, they use qualifying words like might and may. Mm. Uh, So I have some personal concerns about the overall knowledge we even have about extracting the water. I mean, I'm not surprised. You know, um, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, I, like I said, at the big, I feel like I maybe mentioned this at the beginning of the episode. I just feel like geothermal is w- not one of the why as widely discussed. I mean, I certainly didn't know a lot about a lot of these disadvantages. Even though, like, sure, when you think about it in plain terms and you look at the common sense of it, yes, like, and with my geology background, sure, like, I can assume, like, some, or, like, I can, um, deduct what's, what might, what might happen once, when some of these issues arise, but, yeah, like, it's, it, it, this is a kind of what goes, like, to a bigger problem, doesn't it? This, like, alludes to a bigger problem where there might be, like, a little bit of an education issue, at least in the U.S., of how we're, how we're storytelling and, explaining how some of these work right i guess you know it's worthwhile to point out that the united states data is where i was finding these concerns Mm. with um with things being concave and uh, potentially having like earthquake consequences 
Um, not saying that we're the only country with these concerns, but right. we are actively reporting on them. I didn't see a whole lot of issues with the processes that are being used in Iceland. And I'm going to go so far as to say one that has to do with their accessibility of the mm. geothermal energy um, and two best management practices, because these things can be avoided with proper management and the I'm, type of well used. I'm going to go ahead and say it's better management practices because we have plenty of access to it here in the U.S., don't we? Accessibility is not an issue here. I mean, we are a top generator. I do mm-hmm. think that our priorities, however, for um, the geothermal energy production are not where Iceland are not the same as Iceland's, for example. And they're, they uh, prioritize further. They prioritize. Further. We don't, we don't even prioritize environmental concerns or Correct. people's health and well-being right. uh, a lot of the time in Correct. America. Like capitalism do be winning out. Yeah. Uh, if anyone has seen Aaron Brockovich. Freaking Lexi only watched it though for the, for the first time like two months ago. I was like, Our "How?" I made me watch it, and it Clarissa, was yeah, I mean, peer pressure. It's one of those movies. Where I was like, "How are you doing an environmental podcast and never seen Aaron Brockovich?" I was like, "What the fuck?" But uh, anyway, I'm just gonna start blaming my parents for everything. I'm gonna blame them fault. too. It's totally their fault. But yeah, I mean, going back to the point, like, absolutely, I think that it's more about a you know, it's a, it's a management practice thing and it's a regulation enforcement thing more than anything, because we've got the access here in the U S that's obviously not the issue. We're the top generator of geothermal energy in the entire world. So access is a hundred percent, not the problem, but you know, we can say the problem would be where like the management practices are not being, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like used used or or cleaned prioritized (laughs) prioritized exactly yeah i mean and it goes beyond just like taking too much water out without putting it in fast enough i'm sure Um, temperature plays a part as well oh my actually yeah that's and that's another one i i learned so you know when we're withdrawing this really really fucking hot water it needs to go somewhere. And if you're not pumping it directly directly back into the ground or if you're pumping it into ground that's not typically warm to that degree, mm-hmm. you can start impacting ground temperatures and other subsequent like surface level water bodies and that can affect fish. It can affect other like well, species it affects that we're the, not even necessarily aware of. It affects the rock formation too. I mean, think about it. Temperature yeah. is a huge, a huge factor in, in geology and geologic rock mm. formation. I mean, we talked Good about point. we talked about magma, right? That is magma. Magma. Well, I mean, it's it's a and that can cause huge problems. I mean, we talked about the concaving of subsurface rock, but what happens when you heat it to a certain, I mean, this is when we, when we see, when we start seeing fissures in rocks and when that happens on a big, larger scale, that can cause all kinds of, um, fissure means tear also for anyone not aware, you can get a fissure in your body and you can get a fissure in the, the rocks. You can get a fissure in your heart. (laughs) Yeah. So fissure means to like rip or break apart. I have fissures in my heart at the moment. I'm a walking lexicon. The other thing with these uh, issues, groundwater contamination apparently also falls on the list. Um, But it's not like the kind of contamination you typically think of. Um, 
it's mostly, like I said, groundwater temperatures and the occasional minerals that can come out of these geothermal wells. Uh, but it's not such a, a high, high concern like it is with hydraulic fracking, for instance, which right. has huge groundwater contamination issues. What are the concerns, per- like perhaps with a tectonic plate or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not tectonic plate. Earthquakes? Well, yeah, those, but the, what is the word for that? Seismic activity. That's mm, what I was well, trying to get at. The, the drilling of the wells can potentially amplify earthquakes in areas, but it's mainly due to displacing the ground associated with the mm. drilling. So less about the, the pumping and more about, okay, we're drilling down into these rock formations that aren't necessarily supposed to be be split apart but uh i guess the ones that have occurred are typically minor and usually not near densely populated areas Mm. but you know if this if these activities were to expand i guess you could have the potential to maybe be near and also not near densely populated does not mean not near people so just because you have a smaller population of people being affected by earthquakes does not necessarily negate the fact that you're making a fucking earthquake. <laughs> I might point out. <laughs> I actually laugh at the distinction you just made because I would not have like said that. So I, that's not where my brain went, but I'm appreciate you. I appreciate you saying that because I mean, myself, just like many other people tend to forget the fact that it's not just about you know, the human populations becoming affected by these natural disasters. Like there are other consequences and I appreciate yeah, you saying yeah. this, you know, all of well, this your girl is trying to go to law school. So I do have to be reading the fine print and whatnot. The fine print. All of this does sound expensive. Sounds expensive. Geothermal production sounds or ge- generation sounds expensive or there's, there's gotta be high upfront investment costs involved. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But Remember when I was talking about that free fuel? Free. <laughs> free. You know, it's one of those, it's probably the only, well, I take that back because solar solar energy is also technically free energy because the sun going to shine whether we want it to and also the wind going to blow whether we ask it to. The wind's going to blow. Lexi's going to blow. It's going to huff, puff, and blow us all over. Oh, that's but, you so know, not once, where my brain was when I said blow, but... <laughs> I was trying to be PG for for once in my life. Thank you. I'm surprised. The operating costs are usually low after the plant is up and running. And from what I've read, they can actually utilize other standing, um, like already in existence facilities to even tap into this energy source. Yeah. Wait, do they have have to be geothermal plants though? No. It can be any... No. It can be a plant that, it can be an energy plant, or I shouldn't say that. It can be a plant that previously drilled into the earth. Okay. And happened to access a depth that is hot. So so you're saying that we can actually possibly use old fossil fuel plants, energy plants. Potentially. Wow. Okay. There would be a little, you know, a little bit of rewiring, a little sure, sure, but sure. We do love a a little Renault rather than a whole demolish. We do. We do. But 
the other part of the expenses is going to come from exploration activities. Like we were saying uh, in the coal, ep- well, in the fossil fuel episode, like we're constantly searching and completing geotechnical studies for confirmation that we would even be able to access different kinds of resources like coal, but even also like geothermal energy because you can't just dig a, a hole in the ground and expect it to produce the amount of energy you'd like. Well, right. But I think currently with our mapping technologies are a lot, it's a lot easier to find geothermal because we have thermal heat maps. Whereas like fossil fuels, it's like you kind of just have to assume like, oh, these are the perfect Super conditions where, where fossil fuels might be. We have yeah. heat maps now. We have that technology. It's a lot easier to access like where a hotspot might be on the planet than to figure out where fossil fuel yeah. might have been formed from like a million years ago. And we have formulas that tell us pretty, pretty accurately what depth geothermal, geothermal, wow, that's a hard word, geothermal (laughs) energy will exist at different points. Like if you, if I give you my backyard and I ask you to use this specific formula to tell me what depth I would need to get to, to get to a certain temperature, like we Mm -hmm. have that information. It's not like we're right. Oh fuck. Where is it? (laughs) She's got her her hands over her eyes in case you guys had no, (laughs) I know you guys can't see me, but I was covering my eyes. That was really funny. I hope we can get that clip for Instagram (laughs) or something. That'll be the only one allowed because I I look, she looks, she, she looks good. She looks good. But yeah, I mean, like that's a, that's a really, that is a really important distinction. And like we do while, while yeah, operating costs are low and expenses are derived from exploration activities. Like sure, like that exploration still might be expensive, but it's a lot more straightforward than exploration activities for, for other energy sources, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the other part of the exploration is probably less about where the fuck is the heat and more about, okay, can we actually drill here and right. not cause right. an issue? And not cause catastrophic disaster. Correct. Precisely. And once they are built, they're pretty small in size, especially compared to other power plants. I don't really have a ratio for you all to be like, they're this much smaller. Well, but we can confidently say it's a small footprint. It's, yeah, I can confidently say it's a small footprint because, I mean, the operations are pretty straightforward. Right. And there's little to maybe no greenhouse gas emissions involved. Like, once a plant is built, I mean, sure, building the plant, I mean, fine. There's always going to be emissions with that. But... Yeah. Cool. And speaking of building existing oil and natural gas wells, like we talked about er earlier, um, probably and in a lot of cases do provide an opportunity for co-production of geothermal power along with oil or gas without the expense of drilling separate wells. Yeah. So it, like you said, it it offers an opportunity for repurposing those plants or working alongside those. If we, you know, in a, in a time like this where we're in the middle of a transition or we might need to still be dependent on both. Yeah, for sure. And you know, this is this is information to me. This is new information to me. But the Department of Energy now awards something like over eight million U.S. dollars, eight point four million, something like that, for accessing geothermal potential from abandoned oil and gas wells. So yeah, and money talks in the United mo- States. Well, so you can see that. It. I think that might be one of the biggest pieces of great news in the environmental realm as far as the United States progression goes like that is huge it's not often that you hear about subsidies for like this big for environmental progression um 
to elaborate, to elaborate further, as of January 2022, there has been um, four new projects to receive this massive amount of money, over $8 million, mm-hmm. to establish new geothermal energy and heat production from abandoned oil and gas wells. And with this funding, the Department of Energy is partnering with existing well owners and operators to use their idle or unproductive wells to access otherwise untapped geothermal potential. Um, you know, transforming oil wells into geothermal wells could expand the U.S. Ge- geothermal energy capabilities and supporting the Biden-Harris administration's goal of a carbon-free grid by 2035. Lofty goal. I mean, I'm crossing my fucking fingers, but this work also supports the creation of new clean energy jobs um, and helps to transition and helping transition some of the oil and gas workforce to the production of renewable energy, which is always, always the direction we're looking, right? And we've spoke about uh, job creation and also job transformation a couple of times before. We obviously fully recognize that people people are really dependent on. I mean, fuck name and name an industry. Like yeah, people people need jobs. We we all not, need money. We're dependent on money. You can say it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. We're all. We we know. Environmentalists know, and that's why I don't. I will always, always like fight verbally, at least for the transition to renewable. There, it opens a plethora of jobs. Imagine you go from one industry, which is fossil fuels, and you you start making the transition to renewables. There's like in this series alone of our of Hotel Earth, we've talked about so far, I think five energy sources. Uh, we're on episode something or other. Let me think. Geothermal, hydro, five. This is the fifth one. But fossil fuels. We talk about fossil fuels. Okay, so this is the fourth renewable, and we have more to discuss. So, just like um, you, you're. It's an explosion. It's an explosion of opportunity. Not only that, but the okay, we're we're trying to transition away from fossil fuels and transition to renewable resources. This is job security mm-hmm. also, I might yeah. mention. Like, we're not telling you to get involved. Well, not we're not telling you to do anything, actually. But we're not supporting the idea of having people change their entire livelihood with the yeah. expectation that that livelihood then be ripped away from them in five years, 10 years, 15. Like, this is not a fleeting opportunity. It is getting, it is getting into something that is not going away. Exactly. Unless exactly. the sun stops shining. Or the or, or the Earth's core. Says, you know what? It's like you know what? I am done. I am done with these isotopes. No more nuclei. We're over. You know what the Earth could do is just say goodbye, <laughs> suck itself into a black hole, and it's like goodbye. And then I mean, you know, is anybody else patiently waiting for the volcano underneath of Yellowstone to erupt? Because I remember in middle school that was like a very big fear of mine, and I never I had that fear about it since. Okay. Well, I also didn't know how to say museum until I was like 14. So maybe that's just another me problem. That's a you problem, darling. But no, it's, it's true. And I think that it's, it's inevitable. The transition's inevitable. Whether we make the initiative or artificial intelligence does it for us, it's got to happen. So I think it's time we all face the music. The transition's happening. Let's be prepared and let's understand it better. That's like the whole point of this 
series or this podcast in general understand what's going on better these conversations are going to become so much more integrated and involved in our every single day life they already should be but it doesn't hurt doesn't hurt to get to know i mean you should you should be getting to know what's going on like right now i mean i feel like it doesn't typically hurt you to be well informed well you know a lot of the far right is starting to say that woke culture is the demise of of the entire planet and environmentalists unfortunately fall under woke culture a lot of the time now bro we're not new we we've been around for a long time but we won't get into that i'm not That's i'm not gonna get in i'm, I'm not gonna day. get into the woke the woke debate i know that there's room no for but we can there. get into the debate over whether or not we like geothermal energy okay because i feel I like, like at this game. point we've we've covered all of the nuts and potatoes of this of this baby let's let's talk about if we actually feel like it's feasible i'm gonna go first because go i feel it. like lex sort of led this discussion right so she was sort of informing me about a lot of this <laughs> I'm just kidding. She did. She did a lot of great research. I knew a lot of this just because I'm a geology minor. But um, have I mentioned that I'm a geology minor? I was I was gonna say something, yeah. but I was like, nah. She's yeah, good. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm 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 aware. I know. I'm absolutely obnoxious. So here's yeah. my thoughts. Um, I think. Let me be real with you. As per fucking usual, Iceland is leading the way. Iceland in my opinion, has proven how with proper management practice and proper utilization of the generation of geothermal, we, we, we could be golden. We could, I mean, in conjunction with other, with other renewable resources, I think it could be really positive, especially if it's something that you've got access to. I think the United States is a little bit behind, minus the fact mm-hmm. where the Department of Energy is like shelling out over eight million U.S. dollars to whoever but it's also, can repurpose. It's also but. it's also showering that money out to facilities that already have the capability, and it's showering which, the money you know, which were pre that were previously used for fossil fuels. Like they already oh. have, they've got plenty of money. I just think got the money. it is kind of it's lighting the fire under the assholes of these people, which. I mean, as per usual, the United States is massively behind. I mean, it's no shock. Um, but it knows uh, it. it. But it, it knows. It also likes being behind. <laughs> well, it likes being it's behind. No it's not an accident. It's a com- it's a hundred percent intentional because someone's profiting from this game. Do I need to name any names? I shouldn't. But the fossil <coughs> fuel fuel sorry companies. Man, something in my throat. Definitely profiting from this game of i don't know if we should use geothermal let's cut to the chase we know what's going on Mm. anyway i mean as we say with most of them with most of the renewable energy sources if can we do it responsibly if you're using it in areas where there's a it's got a uh an amount or not an amount but it's got you've got access to it Mm mm-hmm and you're you're using proper management practices i don't i think it could be great in conjunction with other resources yeah i i don't think i have a a real big difference in opinion from what you've said i do think that a lot of different places could use this to start providing baseload power without mm-hmm. a whole lot of consequences 
And in those areas where maybe it's not wise for it to be baseload because maybe you maybe you don't have the, the water to pump back in to the ground. Like maybe we just we get to a point where water conservation just is at a point where it's not possible for us to replenish what we take out at a yeah. rate that is appropriate. Um, maybe then we just use it for peaking power because yeah. that's, you know, that is something that is needed and maybe it's something that these plants can provide. I think my biggest concern with geothermal energy specifically is this water usage problem because we are getting to a point where, like when I named California earlier, I don't know if it was like, oh shit, we didn't realize we needed to be putting the water in quickly enough or if it was a, we don't have the water to put in. So that makes me really concerned for places that don't have access to fresh, like the the kind of water that can actually go in. Because I'm also, correct me if I'm wrong, geology minor, but we can't just put salt water in the ground and expect it to be okay. Absolutely not. And especially depending on the type of rock formation you're looking at. Like, I mean, if you're, if you're looking at you know, calcite or um, sandstone, limestone, that you're fucked. I mean, that stuff deteriorates like that with salt water. Mm-hmm. That's how you get caves. So, That's how you get hollow ground underneath, I mean, in the subterranean um, areas. So not, not That's cute. why uh, Florida's got some really awesome, like, cave diving for those it does. Like, scuba and free it's dive. All, all limestone, all limestone for sure. So... That's those are that's like my really big concern with geothermal energy. I do support it as a transition, especially in places where if we already have if we're already potentially accessing that kind of heat yeah. in areas where a well exists, then we probably should just start capitalizing on it as long as it's not coming at the expense of, you know, people, health or the yeah. environment. I mean, agreed. Um, I, I think those things are all kind of synonymous. I think as as usual, as we usually wrap these up, it's, it's, it would be great if we could manage it properly. That's including the water, um, conservation problem issue. And it's, um, if we, if we can manage it properly and we use it in conjunction with other renewables, like, I mean, I, I, I have yet to, besides nuclear power, I have yet to think of which you don't even classify as renewable, but I have yet to list a renewable that should just be used on its own. Um, they yeah, are meant to be I, I used, think... they are meant to be used in conjunction. I would never argue. It can't, I mean, you can't rely on geothermal alone. You would have way too many seismic, or, ac- so, too much seismic activity, any... too much water problems. Yeah. Or any energy source for that matter. So yep. that's a good point. It, I guess this could be just, even if it's a small percentage of power supply in the grand scheme of things, it should still be a power supply nonetheless. That is definitely my opinion, but I think that wraps up our conversation for the most part. It does. Well, I hope, I hope, I hope our pompousness is, has been seeped into your ears enough. Anyways. I hope our confidence seeps into our, into your ears and then starts to exude from you. Oh, that was actually. For being a listener. True. Environmentalists are sexy. Welcome to hot tell earth. Actually, I'm sorry. on it that is note, <laughs> legit spelled like that. On on that note, uh, please like, subscribe, leave us a rating. Let us uh, let us know how we're doing, what we can improve. And if you're on. if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Amazon, I believe you can leave us a review. So please take the time to do that as well. 
would really and we would love that. And rate us on Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, Spotify for sure. All the things. And be sure to check out our link tree if you need any access to our resources. That's going to be L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Hotel Earth. If you want to follow us on Instagram, it's going to be Hotel Earth Podcast. And we're on TikTok now. And we are on... Which I added to the link tree. I did add that to the link link tree. tree. We're just... I think we're just Hotel Earth Pod on TikTok. Yeah, we are. We are Hotel Earth Pod. Yeah. Yeah. The TikTok I've been working hard to make some good content for that. Although I'm not the TikToker Lexi is. Um, I just... Can I give a quick... I I have a... I want to give a quick shout out because I have a lot of... um, respect for content makers now now that we've been doing this for a little bit like tiktok and instagram are a proper full-time job this podcast is a full-time job and so that is why we like to say please like share subscribe whatever you can do because it's hard work and we love doing it absolutely but your girls are also working hard to like feed ourselves as well <laughs> so yeah that, let's just that keep we are. that in and, mind and you know in the next, uh, in, the, in the coming months, we might have some really exciting announcements for for our, our fans out there. Ooh, you just, you just like fan. hint dropped so hard. I love it. We do have some we're exciting things that we're working on. Hints. Yeah, of course. But anyway, Absolutely. rant over. I hope you lovelies have a wonderful rest of the week. This will come out on a Thursday. So have a good weekend. Yes. Have yes. some nice sustainable wine. <laughs> or... You know, if you're not into that, maybe maybe some other fun beverage, other like a canned activities. a canned seltzer, perhaps. I would mm, like maybe a kombucha. Yeah, or just make sure you recycle the can or the glass, whatever you're doing. Or water. You can have a glass of water. Yes, yeah, not a not a bottle. All right, we're of getting water. off on another tangent. We are. Anyways, hasta la pizza, everybody. Ciao, bitches. Bye, bitches. Bye.